So when we, again, when we count to four, you just play the craziest sound that you can play. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is the second episode of the Mr. and Mrs. V podcast. My name is Kyle, joined by Loretta, and we're here to uh, continue what we started last week. Um, So first, I think we should say thank you to everyone who listened, because we got 77 full listens. That means 77 people listened to us talk for an hour. Yeah, that's pretty pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, uh, I think we thought we were going to get maybe... I don't know, 20. I was hoping for maybe 30 for the first one. That was my hope. So we got 77 full listens. We're just going to round that up and call it 100. Call it let's, an even 100. Let's call it an even 100 <laughs> listen. So scratch 77. It was 100. Um, but just please, when you do listen, remember to subscribe and follow, or is it follow it, or you subscribe? Yeah, subscribe. Or follow, depending on where you're listening. Because right. we're on we're on Apple, Spotify, and just about every other, Google Podcasts, everything. So wherever you listen, make sure that you subscribe to us and then give us a five-star rating. Even if you think we're a three- or four-star podcast, just give us that five-star because it actually does help the algorithms to get us out there and to make it so more than just our friends and family are listening to this. Yeah, you'll probably notice if you search for our podcast, you can't find it yet maybe i think you can on spotify, on spotify but on you apple now, you cannot yeah. find it by searching yet and when you guys subscribe follow and give us a rating it helps with all of that um but yeah thank you guys for listening in the first place we did get a few ratings yeah i think last time i checked we had like eight ratings on apple if you want spotify as well so it's it's awesome to have that much already it doesn't sound i know it doesn't sound like a lot but for two people who record this in their uh, dining room. It's nice that we're getting out there to so many. We had uh, dining room's a strong word. Yeah, it's more just a table. Uh, but we had uh, listens in all all over the states and one listener in Germany. So whoever you are in show Germany, show yourself. Whoever you show are, show yourself. <laughs> we have no clue who you are. So send us an email. Yeah, it says you know it shows our demographics and stuff like that. If you know male, female who listen, location of who listen, the age range of who listen. Um, if and we're on the webpage too, we can search by uh, by state as well, and yeah. it, it's, it makes sense. There's you know, it's one person in Germany. So, please, for the love of God, send us an email. <laughs> we want to know who you are. But for everyone else in Georgia, Florida, Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, uh, Ohio, wherever you were listening, thank you for tuning in, and uh, we hope you continue to and tell your friends about us, and we'll hopefully uh, have some more stories to share in the near future. I feel like this whole Germany thing is going to be a big disappointment. It's going to be one of our close friends. It's like, oh, yeah, my phone had its location set for Germany for some reason. It's going to be something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's going to be – do you know what a VPN is? No. So a VPN is like you can sign – for most websites you can sign up for it. Uh, it makes it so it the computer thinks it's in a different country, so like Germany. Uh, most people get it if like they want to go on Netflix because it has – better titles in Germany, like sometimes it's different oh. country to country, so you can buy that. So it might be one of our friends is smarter than us and set that up so they're actually just listening in, like, Tucson. I still have some hope. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, I think it is about time that we talk about our, I don't want to call it a theme song, but... Our intro sound. Our intro sound. Um, well, we put it at the end of the podcast last week as little as little teaser for what's to come. 
Um, and that's actually the thing that I heard back from a lot the last week. Was about the intro Was It was song? about our, our intro. So or now we're sound. putting it at the beginning. You're going to hear that at the beginning of every episode. And we were toying with, you know, writing like a short little jingle or something to put at the beginning of our podcast because we are... We are musicians. Uh, we that do we have are. instruments and we have things so that we can do that. And we stayed for a couple minutes after school one day and put a little something together. We we're made like, this something. Is, yeah, we're like, this is kind of cute. This um, would be fun. I played something on my vibraphone and we recorded it so we would remember it. And then we were going to record it with um, some better mics and later. And, yeah. and I think that day, maybe we had a band class the next day or something like that. And... I just said to Kyle, I was like, why don't we just ask our band kids, our fifth graders, to make the most awful sound they could possibly make <laughs> on our instruments, record their, you know, sweet banter and giggles afterwards, and, you know, that might be a fun way to do it, and they delivered. They it just, really... It, it perfectly captures, like, what our life is like in, yeah. in that five seconds of just play whatever comes to mind. <laughs> Kyle was in the back uh, subtly working the microphone that we used to record it because we didn't want to have a microphone out and get the kids all excited because they come in and they see something new in the room and they're like, oh, what's that? What's something that? Shiny. And then it takes time from class. So we just decided Kyle was going to sit in the back with the mic and garage band set up and just, you know, keep, keep quiet. And I got up front and I just told the kids, make the worst sound you can possibly make on your instrument and normally i think a regular band class would be like well why why should we do that and they would question it and want to know why and that, that's something i was worried about i was worried they were going to ask why and then it would just derail the class we'd spend a lot of time trying to explain it they didn't ask they're just like it was okay. no questions asked it was you tell us what to do we will do it this mm -hmm. class is very much i mean we've mentioned this a little bit but it's the perfect first band class because they are the definition of like, we say jump, they say how high. They don't just say how high. They say how high, when do you want me to do it? Like, do you want me to put my nice shoes on so I can <laughs> jump extra high? Like, they're ready to go. There they're was great. one kid. Um, so we held a two-week band camp before school started just for fifth graders who maybe wanted to get a jump start on playing their instrument. It wasn't required or anything. But... <laughs> We had most of our trombone players who were going to be in the band come to this band camp, and we taught them how to scream into their trombones. So instead of buzzing your lips, you literally just yell into your trombone, and it sounds hilarious, and we let them do it a couple of times at band camp because school hadn't formally started yet. And we have one student, again, we'll call him Johnny, and I Johnny loves screaming into his trombone. So when I said make the worst sound possible on your instrument... I saw the biggest smile form on his face, and he puts his trombone <laughs> he in his lips. And I pointed happening. to him. I was like, "Do not scream into your trombone." And he's like, oh, "All right." <laughs> he Fine. he was very ready to go though. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun. So, it's been uh, since we last checked, in, it's been a really fun week. We've we've uh, got a lot done at school, and it's been it's been great hearing from all of you. And we look forward to hearing you from you even more. We've gotten to hear from a lot of you just with your kind words and calls and texts and all of that giving us some nice feedback on our podcast by the way if you have some constructive criticism please send that as well we're not a we're not opposed to that, that. Yeah. not saying we'll like it but we'll <laughs> not we'll saying we'll it. still be friends after yeah. but you know i'm not saying we'll talk to you again but we'll we'll hear it it's a risk we're willing to take um 
but right now uh, is normally where we like to read emails from listeners, and we did have one person email us and uh, give us a story. It was one of our uh, friends and coworkers, and he sent us an email saying he would tell us the story at school. So we're kind of not we're not gonna be reading the story because it, we don't have it written down. But we heard the story. We heard the story, And we yeah, want to so. share it with you. So remember we told you to send in stories of if you happen to be a teacher, maybe things that happen in your classroom that are funny, or if you're not a teacher, things that happen at work, if or anything. If you're a parent, so your kid does something funny, anything. We want to hear these stories. So we did have one story. Um, do you think we can say, I think we can say this person's name. Yeah. He sent it in. Um, if he doesn't want his name to be said, too bad. It's, <laughs> it's too late. Sure. I don't think he'd mind at all. All right, Kyle, take it, because you had this story in your mind better than I did. Right. So this comes from our friend Trey, who also works at Heritage with us. Um, And he sent in a very kind email telling us how much he loved the podcast and agreed with us the TV age gap is a real thing between us and our students. And he's the same age as us. Um, Drake and Josh is the dividing line. That's that's. I don't want to get into it. I'm just going to get mad. Uh, But, yeah, it is a real thing. Uh, but Trey said that the dry heaving story that you told last week reminded him of a story that he had himself. Um, and in the email, it says it involves Christmas and vomit. Uh, so it's a quite quite the setup. Uh, and he told us at lunch last week. So I might get this a little wrong, but the prim- the basic story or the basic structure of it is uh, there was a Christmas or a holiday party at school, like the you know the classes like right before Christmas break. And did you ever have those when you were in school, like the parties right before? Oh, yeah, the one where you get the one-inch thick slice of pizza or, like, the length. (laughs) They give you the sliver of pizza and, like, a tiny brownie, and you listen to Kids Bop and... We used to watch watch extra episodes of Bill Nye and my parties at Christmas. Yeah, it was great. Um, Anyway, so I guess this happened at one of those parties where, you know, it's the last day before break, before Christmas break. And he said they had candy and some food and other stuff. And there's one student, if I'm remembering what he said correctly, he was kind of sneakily had a lot of the candy, right? Do you remember him I, saying I that? I said you remembered it better than I did, but I guess you don't remember anything well, else. Yeah, so <laughs> get had a stomach ache, and but also kind of hit it pretty well because Trey had said that the you know the, towards the end of the party they're all getting together to take a picture and. I guess there was a trash can in the way of where they were trying to get the picture taken. So he picked it up to move it at the same time that this student was overcome with all the candy they had. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as Garth said in Wayne's World, spewed into the trash can and portrayed. But Trey said that (laughs) he was trying to pull the trash can out of the frame of the picture while the kid was throwing up. So he was pulling the trash can and this kid was mobile and throwing up at the same time. And I think Trey said, he's like, he was barfing on my hand, but I had to keep moving the trash can. So gross. He was committed. I mean. And if, if you don't believe that teachers go above and beyond, that's the story that can just prove it. Because I know any teacher I know would do the exact same thing of like, we're committed to this. Would maybe I... not maybe not Loretta, but other teachers would. I think I would just have the rest of the class move and be like, leave him there. Leave him behind. Let's all move the picture elsewhere and make him feel horrible about what he did. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's my so, wife, ladies and gentlemen. So that's our one uh, story that we got this week. So I'm, I'm glad we got even one. So send us stories. Again, the email to send those in is Mr. and Mrs. Vpod at gmail.com. That's M-R-A-N-D-M-R-S-V-P-O-D at gmail.com. And we'll happily share the stories. And if you want us to leave your name out or anything like that, just let us know in the email. We'll gladly uh, share your story or answer your questions, whatever you decide to send in. So unless we get like a hundred emails by next week, we'll read your email for sure. Yeah. All right. Great. Moving right along. Um, I think we just want to use this time to share things that we had go on during the week that we thought were funny or interesting. As we're developing this, uh, this podcast, I think over time we'll start to develop little jingles for each of these segments. Like we had a yeah, news segment. Far. Oh, I'm going that far. We had a news segment. We had an email segment, and now we're on to stories of the week from the classroom. Segment three. (sighs) Sounds like a lot of work. (sighs) Well, I'm up for it. Let's do it. Okay, so stories from the week. Do you want to go first? Sure. Um, So I think we've – maybe we haven't said this before. Um, The Where we work, the Heritage School, and again, we were given permission to say that. (laughs) That I do have permission for. Um, It is a – you know, I want to say a – K to 12 institution, but we have pre-K four and basically pre-K three. We have a three-year-old and four-year-old class before kindergarten. So it's really like pre-K three through 12th grade. And um, last year I taught pre-K three through all the way through 12th grade. So I had like three-year-olds to 18-year-olds. This year um, I see some uh, high school kids for clubs and whatnot, but I don't actually have a high school class this year. Um, But the three-year-olds... Man, this year, they're, they're a handful, and this week just really um, showed that. So normally the three-year-olds will come to my classroom for music, but because they are, let's just say they're having some behavioral moments that they're trying to work out, they are not really okay going to other people's classrooms right now. So I've been going down to their classroom to do music class, and... Uh, it's just like going to the zoo. I swear, <laughs> like these. We've mentioned it before, but you have to remember. So I mean, there are three. So, the last year plus, so pretty much half of their lives has been. I think more than COVID. half of their life. Yeah, they've just been they're COVID babies. You yeah, know? they and don't. It's, it's they didn't get to socialize. They they didn't get to do the play dates. They didn't get to do all the normal things that by now most three year olds would have done. So, you know, it's understandable. But I'm talking about this from like I think it's hilarious. Yeah, of course. So this isn't coming from a complaint standpoint. I This has been cracking me up all week. These pre-K three, we, we call them the early learners, um, the three-year-olds at our school. Yeah. The early learners teachers, they're saints. Absolute saints. These women. They really are. <laughs> I mean, they came, they came to my room for the first time today. And I don't know what happened, but it was like a light switch. Their behavior was near perfect. Sorry, the students came to the your students classroom. came to my classroom okay. today. It was like night and day, their behavior. So I was like, I must have gotten a serious talking to before they walked over here. But in the past 10 days, I've been going to their classroom, and the teachers, they have like a cup of Skittles sitting next to, you know, the front of the room where the teacher is. And I'll be teaching, and things are getting really out of hand, and it's I don't want to say I don't know how to deal with poor behavior. I do, but when they're this little, I, I really don't know what to do. So um, their 
classroom teachers are they've been hanging around to kind of take care of that aspect of it while I try my hardest to teach music and so at one point this week the class got so out of hand and I think the teacher could tell I was just drowning with these kids and she comes over and she's like shaking a cup of skittles and they're all like dogs they all turn around they hear the shaking cup like their dog treats or something and the teacher's like all right anyone who's using their best behavior is gonna get a skittle and normally normally all the kids would you would think would sit crisscross applesauce hands in their laps silent waiting to you know get a skittle these kids like their hands came up like crab pinchers like mine 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 <laughs> i want a skittle i want red i want green i want and this poor woman is just like I, I thought this would help it made everything 10 times worse and then there's the one girl sitting in the corner like just waiting patiently for her skittle and this teacher is like well Sally gets a Skittle because she is on her best classroom behavior. And the rest of the kids, they start screaming. Like, it's all <laughs> it's of like a, a failed sudden, saw, Pavlov's like, dog. 20 little hands coming up, like, just ready to attack this woman for these Skittles. And it, I mean, when I was that age, if someone offered me a Skittle for being good, I would have, oh my gosh. The nerve these kids have, it's hilarious. Like, they, they're just like, eh, whatever. It's so, so funny. We had this week our first uh, lower school assembly. And something we uh, do at our school is the lower school students, and this is the early learners, the three-year-olds through our fourth grade students, at the end of every month, the last Friday of the month, they have an assembly where each grade gets to go up onto the stage in our cafeteria and just kind of show off something they learned that month. Maybe it's reciting a poem. Maybe it's singing a song. Maybe it's... Maybe it's something they learned in science class, something they learned in music class. It can be anything. Like we had a group of kids stand up and show their artwork from art class really this cool. last month. It's really cute. So all the grades get up. They, they're doing their thing. The three-year-old class gets up and they're going to sing a song about peanut butter. <laughs> and their classroom teacher is, you know, she hits the, uh, you know, pre-recorded music that the kids are going to sing and dance to, or so she hoped. She is up there giving it all she got. This teacher, all she got. I think that's what I just said. She's no, giving said it all, all she's, she's got. There you go. That's correct. She is, she is up there dancing and singing the song, screaming it, trying to get the kids to copy her. And these three-year-olds are just standing there looking at her like she's crazy. And one <laughs> student, three years old, goes as far as to, he leaves the stage. <laughs> He's looking at this woman like, I'm done. I'm not doing this. He just walks off the stage and he starts walking for the door. And he's not running away. He just casually looked around and was like, he's just peacing out. This sucks. And he, he just walks off the stage and he walks for the door. And all these like two teachers just stand up and scoop him up and throw him back up there. But I just, these three-year-olds are racking me up this week. They, I don't know what to call it. Just no shame. No, yeah, that's None a good way. No shame at no all. No shame. I love good it. Good for them. They just, they're doing what they want. Getting Skittles and walking out of concerts. Yeah, just left. <laughs> so, I guess that was my kind of highlight for the week. I guess it sounds funnier in my mind. No, that's good. It, that's a good highlight. You know. All right, so my highlight is actually something that we experienced together. Um, so, as as you've said before, like, we're... Uh, building this band program this year so right now we have all of our fifth graders playing band instruments and we see them split into two classes Mm -hmm. um 
and kind of just the way it naturally fell, both classes are pretty even. It's been nice. Um, and last week for both classes, we, you know, um, have had enough time that we can kind of, we know how we want the, the classroom to be set up when they're in there. We know who's going to sit in which chair. And we've been slowly introducing the different things like, we got in front of them at first with no baton. Then we introduced the baton, so they know where to look. They know the to baton look at their book. is the thing you see the man in front of the orchestra waving around. You know that stick. Yeah, for the, our folks, that for our non-musical. When you folks. say baton, it's, it's not like a track and field baton. It's you know like you go to an orchestra concert or whatever. There's the man up there waving the stick. That stick is called a baton. Right. Thank you, Loretta. Sorry. No, it's all good. Uh, so we've slowly been introducing little things like that. Um, but last week, we've been talking about how we want to have a podium at the front. Because that's kind of normal for a, a conductor to normal. have. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it teaches that idea of when the conductor stands on the podium, everyone needs to be paying attention everyone to whatever they say. Everyone shuts up. That's right. Everyone looks up, puts their instruments down, puts their pencils down, listens to what we have to say. Um, and that's something that we want to get eventually. But we wanted to start that concept right away. Uh, so we looked around and found, I don't know how to describe it, like a step stool that's a it's ladder. It's, it's a large has, step stool. It's one of those ladders that has a little platform on it to put your paint bucket on. Yeah. So And it's, what, like five feet tall? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty tall. It has three or four steps. Um, and Loretta gets all the way up to the second step when she stands on it so yeah. that she can be above everyone because she's short. Uh, <laughs> and this week we brought in the ladder and we kind of explained what we just said. Like, you know, most conductors or most band teachers will have a podium. So they stand up on it. It's just like when we put our arms up and your instruments are up ready to play. It's the same idea. We stand up there and you're watching us. You're ready to learn. You're ready to hear our directions. Um, but it's a little different for us because we're standing on a legitimate like ladder, like little yeah. big step stool. Um, and I forget what ex- how exactly it started, but you said something like, I'm going to get on the ladder just so you can see what it's like, so you can point your bells at me if you have a brass instrument, stuff like yeah. that. And you step up, and you're, and everyone looks up to you. They're pointing their instruments. You're like, this is great. And you said something like, how does it feel? And most of the students are like, great, like awesome. I, I get what you're saying, except for one kid who just goes, <laughs> you said like, how does it make you feel? And without skipping a beat, he just goes, it makes me feel weird. And, and his voice cracked. And his and voice he, cracked. He's looking at me like, like he was going to cry. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and for the record, he was not about to cry. No. He was totally fine. But it was just the way he said it, like, it makes me feel weird when, like, you're standing in front just looking over them. It was so funny. And well, all the kids... Because it is kind of like I'm I'm so tall on the ladder that I'm looking down on them, and I think he felt like I was a, I don't know, like a dictator. So yeah. he's like, I don't like this. I'm like, it's not. Uh, just so you can see me, buddy. Yeah, exactly. That's all it's for. It's just so you can see us better, especially because we're we have to have so many rows because you know we're spacing them out as much as we can, and you're uh, not totally height inclined, so no. it helps everyone to see you and all of that. Yeah. Well, and during during that class, uh, I think it was on Thursday, um, you know, we're teaching and we have a really, uh, we have a wonderful head of school at Heritage. She's always walking around campus and, you know, she's not like holed up in her office 
um, and you never see her. She's always showing her face, popping into classrooms. You, you will find her walking around all the time, which is really nice and refreshing because I think there's a lot of schools where the head of school or headmaster or principal, you, you never see them because yeah, they're just, just in their office doing stuff. Just um, to interject really quick, I, like we mentioned last week, work part-time. And so I'm only at school a few hours every day. And almost every day, I see her walking around yeah. in, the, in the few hours that I'm there. So she's literally always out and about interacting with the students, interacting with the staff. It's, it's truly wonderful. It's, yeah. It's, it's so, great. so we're teaching band class. I'm standing on this ridiculous looking ladder, which it was not that it was a bad setup, but I was like, this is kind of a makeshift setup until we can get a real conductor's <laughs> podium in here. And it looked a little ridiculous. It got the job done, but it looked ridiculous. And um, we have, uh, windows also in our classroom you always say it's like a zoo exhibit yeah our, our classroom is all windows so it, it looked a little silly and I see our our head of school she's you know walking around and she walks by our room and I was kind of like not like I hope she doesn't come in here but I was a little embarrassed by how ridiculous I looked I was standing on the ladder silly. waving yeah I look ridiculous <laughs> so she walks by I'm like okay she's she's not coming in and then she you see her head, like, come back. She sees the band is going on. And, you know, as I would have, too, she comes in and she, you know, just quietly kind of takes a seat. And she just wants to watch and see what the kids are doing. And so part of me was like, okay, you know, she doesn't care about the ladder thing. It's not that weird. And then this thought crossed my mind of, like, these kids have been, this is their third full band class. So they have not been playing long. And as anyone who's had to do beginning band or band at any point in their life, those instruments don't sound too good the first uh, few months, really. Yeah, it's a they, lot of squeaking and It's a lot of squeaking and, and howling and getting <laughs> comfortable because these kids are really, they're not big enough to play these instruments yet. They, they Correct, grow into yeah. their instruments, so they're big and awkward, and they're really just them being able to physically handle the instrument is a win in the first place. And uh, so I was thinking, like, oh, no, like, you know, she is going to hear these kids playing. And although they are doing a fabulous job, to someone who doesn't know um, the rate of progress in beginning band, she's going to be like, oh, no, these kids they sound terrible. We need to cancel why did the band we just, program. You know, why <laughs> did we just put all a ton of effort into having these kids playing band instruments? They sound awful. Because some people do, and it's, not, it's fair, they don't understand that this takes a lot of time. It takes months and months to, for these kids to get comfortable and for their tone to improve. So I was like, all right, you know, it just, it is what it is. And, you know, she, she might think they sound horrible. Uh, maybe the program is canceled after this class. I have <laughs> we'll no see. idea. And the, again, the kids are doing a wonderful job. It's just to someone who doesn't understand that rate of progress they're going to assume, like, oh, these kids are terrible. But <laughs> I don't know what happened, but, you know, I count them off to play through this exercise, and it was like, it sounded like angels. All of a sudden, they had advanced, like, three weeks ahead of wh where they were five minutes ago. I was like, what? I was like, does she need to come in every time for you to sound this incredible? I mean, because they did sound perfectly where they, they should be, yeah. And they were doing our kids practice. They turn in practice logs. They do a fabulous job. And they're genuinely excited like, to play. It was like they went from sounding like they were in their third class, which they were. So it's fair to sounding like they were in their seventh class. Yeah. I was like, all right, I might just see if she can come by every single time. <laughs> and clearly I am not worth it 
for you to play this well. <laughs> and to her credit, too, she was, I mean, applauding them after everything they played. She was yeah. so supportive of them. Oh, she was taking videos. She was taking videos, taking pictures, congratulating and commenting on students, like, directly to them after they played. Like, couldn't ask for better support. And the, it definitely uh, definitely had an impact on the kids that they, they wanted to play well for her, mm-hmm. which was, I mean, like we said, just so great. So... Kyle, why don't you quickly tell your your last story before we get into our we have a topic of the week. So we're going to take right. you know probably the last 30 minutes to talk about our topic of the week, but there's one more story that Kyle has to share and <laughs> I have to say I I was there for this story. I was not directly um I was not the one that got hit by this story the hardest, but I have never gone from 0 to 10 so fast in my life. So Yeah, Kyle, I was ahead. scared. Gosh, I was mad. For these students. Yeah. Go so on. Um, basically, you know, we are, what would you describe the xylophone as behavior? It's okay. So in our classroom, we have the behavior xylophone. That's right. Many of you might remember from elementary school, the traffic light, where if you do something bad, you get put on green, uh, no green would be good. Okay. I don't know. So you're (laughs) on green, uh, you do something questionable, you got put on yellow and that means, all right, slow down, pal. You do something really bad. You get put on red and you're down to the office so it's that except it's musical it's a xylophone they move up and down the xylophone so they're great fun yes there are eight colors instead of just the three and our premise for class is if you have a good class where all students are following directions all students did what was asked of them everyone's participating you know they're all doing great they get to move up one note on the behavior xylophone but the opposite of true is true if the opposite happens so if students aren't following directions if we're having a tough day we move them down one we'll color. We'll slam you down on that xylophone. Yeah. So I had a second grade class last week that, I mean, up until the main, the punchline of this story, it wasn't awful, but they were having an off day. It was one of their first classes with me, and they're used to having you. So, you know, a little bit of struggling following the directions, and uh, I think... We, were we playing like boom actors or something? Were you I have no idea. Kyle's teaching this class. I'm sitting in the office doing other work while Kyle teaches. I will like sit in the office and lesson plan or something. And the kids know, even though I'm in the office, I am not the one they come to. Kyle's their teacher for that half hour or however long the class is. But I'm always kind of listening with one ear while while Kyle's teaching, just because it's fun. But yeah, and on. and I mean. To put the story into perspective, the the stereotype of like the mom and dad is definitely true. Where like I can be easier at times. Way and too like, nice. Yeah, and part of it is because a new place, but you know I I know I'm a nice teacher. Nice. Yeah. So at the end of the class, I had said, um, you know, I think that we could definitely do a lot better than what we did today. We're going to lower down one note on the behavior xylophone today. And I said something like, don't you agree, Mrs. Van Zura? And you said. Oh, oh, no. I think we got this backwards. You move them down. Yes. Like you said. I said, I agree. Move them down. That, okay, that's and what it was. I, so I thought I asked something you. Something happened. Yeah. No so, class in the history of the Heritage School. <laughs> and this is, we're going back one year because I've only been there for a year. <laughs> No one has ever moved down twice in a day on the behavior xylophone. It is un 
heard of until last until week. Until last week. Because I was so mad. Because Loretta says, I either asked or you just say, I agree, we should move down one. I said, yeah, move them down. No sympathy. Then. And then a small little voice in the middle of the line just goes, I disagree. Yeah. And. Like he disagrees that they had to move down. And when I say fire came out of Loretta's eyes, like I said before, I was scared for these students. I know I'm Mr. Nice Guy and I, I can be a little too easy on them, but I was horrified as you were like, you know what? We're moving down too. <laughs> well, because I don't, I don't, talking back is something where I'm just like, nope. That's not happening. And I, I just remember I try to keep quiet in my office because it's Kyle's class. I am just, I happen to be in the room doing my own work. But this kid says, you said, like, I think it's fair that we move down on the behavior xylophone or something like that. And this kid goes, I disagree. I shot out of that office so fast. And <laughs> I, like was, I was like, gun. congrats. We're moving it down one more. <laughs> That's right. It wasn't I can like... be a little sarcastic with my students, and usually it's to be funny, but sometimes... Sometimes it, it, it comes out. Sometimes it gets away from me. I'm like, congratulations, we're moving down one more today. It's like the Get end out. of... Uh, it was very similar so... to the end of Willy Wonka when he's like, you lose, you're going home, you win nothing. When <laughs> you came out and we're just like, congratulations, <laughs> you're moving down too on the behavior xylophone. <laughs> so, and, and now to... I have no regrets. No regrets. And to update the situation, that was on a Tuesday and we, I think... You had him again Thursday. I had him again Thursday and this student came in, and before I said anything, like, we, this year, you know, with COVID and everything, like, we greet them at the door, and we give them hand sanitizer, and I'm giving them each hand sanitizer. This kid, unprompted, like, not by his teacher, not by me, comes up to me and goes, Mr. Banzer, I just want you to know, today, I will not make any sassy comments, and I'm going to make sure that my class moves up one note on did the they? behavior xylophone. They did, yeah. They, they, they were great all that right, day. All right. So, well, I'm... I'll just say before we leave this this part of the show, we do, all of our students are wonderful. There's a reason we can laugh about these things a week later, yeah. and I'm not actually holding a grudge. I don't, it's hilarious now, but gosh, I just, I don't know what came over me. I was just like, you know what? <laughs> you lose! <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like you said, and like I said too, they... They definitely learn from these mistakes, and that's what makes it so we can laugh about it. It's like, we have these moments, but like I said, unprompted, he came up to me and very maturely said, like, I apologize for what happened last week. It's not going to happen again. We're going to move up. That kid's seven, and he had the, yeah, like, no, they're, they're he's sweet. a great kid. They're I love cute. them. Um, okay, so, stories from the week. Check. So now what we need to get into is we actually picked a topic for this week. And when we pick topics, we want to pick things that maybe they come from our time at school. Like maybe something at in our workplace, which happens to be a school, brings up this topic. But we want the topic to be something that can relate to everyone, that everyone can think about um, in terms of themselves. So <laughs> this week, this is kind of a... 
it's kind of a stupid topic, but we had a lot of fun talking about it, so I guess I think it's not that have, stupid. Yeah, I think you'll have fun listening, and you'll definitely have some stories to submit that we can read next week. It's going to make you think about all of the things you did in middle school that just keep you up at night, and it's like you're going to be embarrassed all over again yeah, by so you the kinda, things you did. You just kind of said it. So what's the topic this so week, Loretta? I'll tell you how the topic came to be first. So I have a... Middle school elective that I teach that is all um, seventh grade girls and very sweet girls. We have a lot of fun. And I just started to notice throughout the last couple of weeks, you know, these are great girls. They're, um, you know, personable kind. They're funny and they, they have a lot of fun together. And we have small grades at our school. So, you know, I don't want to say that the clickiness stuff doesn't happen. That's going to happen wherever you go to school. It's just inevitable. But I'd like to think, and I, I see it too, there's there's definitely less of that at our school than at your average school, simply because the class sizes are so small, so you kind of, you have to get along with everybody, and um, so we just have really great kids in that way, but I just started to notice over the last couple of weeks, these girls are so much less lame than I was in seventh grade. <laughs> I'm thinking of myself when I was their age, and I'm like, what? These girls seem way more put together. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't put on a bunch of embarrassing makeup or try and crimp their hair or like I'm just thinking of all the things that I did when I was a seventh grade girl to try and be cool or something like that and feeling so embarrassed about that now and these girls just don't seem that lame you know I I wish (laughs) I was as cool as they were when I was in seventh grade so our topic this week are cringy things that you did in middle school and we're going to talk about the cringy things that we did in middle school that we thought were so darn cool at the time. And now looking back, they're the things that you remember, like Loretta said, either as you're trying to fall asleep or as like you're in the shower and it just pops back into your head and you're like, oh. Remember that time you decided to wear blue eyeshadow to school because you thought it would be edgy? <laughs> oh. You don't have to remind me of that. That was and a rough time And my for mother me. didn't say anything, <laughs> which I really wish she, she would have. So um, anyways, Kyle, why don't you... Why don't you start us off? All right, sure. So uh, for me, as we were kind of talking about this this topic, I the first thing that came to me was that middle school was like the first time that, one, I wanted to pick my clothes, and two, like the overarching theme of it was that middle school is the first time I remember like caring about my appearance. Up until this point, like I think my, my mom or dad used to set out my clothes every day or... Uh, would get me help me get ready in the morning, whatever. But middle school is the first time I distinctly remember like asking to go to the mall to buy certain clothes or like setting out certain clothes myself the night before. Um, and yeah, so that looking back on pictures and stuff, I'm like, oh brother, like what was I thinking? I had a, I had a sweatshirt that was like the top was black and white, like. Oh, it looked like a chessboard, like black and oh. white squares, and the bottom was blue and black. And I thought sounds that was, hideous. Yeah, it was disgusting, and I thought it was like the hottest thing ever. <laughs> it was not. But what really strikes me, and this goes to like probably my junior year of high school too. It's like maybe sophomore. So like uh, all of middle school into high school was how I worked my hair, and looking back, Oof. like it. I mean, I basically had Justin Bieber hair, where I had the bull-ish cut. Not basically. No, I, I really did. did. Yeah, you did. I had the bull-ish cut, where it was just poofy and long, 
and I had the bangs that's like swooshed to the side and knowing, I mean, you've known me long enough to know my hair. Like I have a, I have a huge cowlick in the front of my head. So my hair naturally goes up. Like if I don't put any product or anything in my hair, like it'll naturally go up looking like I, I like gelled it or something because my cowlick is that big. But when I was in middle school and high school, I wanted to have that Bieber hair so bad oh, yeah. that I, when I would wake up and then shower, I can still remember doing this, I would get out of the shower when my hair was still wet and comb and push my hair down like as hard as I could. I'm doing it now, even though you listening can't see, doing this Loretta can see. Like this is what I like aggressively stop push down like that. So my calic would start to move down. Can we put it back then, how it was? No, I'm gonna keep it. Gross. I'm gonna keep it middle school style. And then, on top of that, then I would pull my hair down with Stop my fingers. Stop pulling your hair. You don't actually have to do it right now. But I'm showing you how I, ridiculous this is. I've seen it. I've seen it. No, I'm showing you the process. And I don't I would, need. This. I would physically pull until my head hurt, and then when so I'd give myself that Bieber bangs, and oh my goodness! Like looking back on pictures, I'm like. First of all, it looks stupid regardless. Second of all, like Very. because I had I have this big cowlick, like it would naturally just kind of slowly poof up and up again throughout the day. Like uh-huh. the, it wouldn't be bangs down anymore. But yeah, that's that was my first memory. I'm just torturing my hair so I would look a little more like the Beebs. And uh, I'm I'm glad that I outgrew that phase and I just kind of let my hair do what it should do, which is just naturally pop up i mean i remember when i was in middle school the clothes thing i well you know now that i think about it i did have to worry about the clothes stuff because i i think i said this last episode but i went to um an episcopal school for 11 years for elementary and middle school and we had to wear uniforms and you know i would say until like it's like sixth seventh grade you know everyone has to dress the same but then all of a sudden in about sixth and seventh grade girls are trying to get shorts that are tighter or asking their moms to buy them a size smaller. They get them hemmed. They, and as she should not have, my mother didn't let me do any of that stuff. Yeah. She was like, I'm going to buy the shorts at the uniform store, how they come, because that's how they're supposed to look. They're supposed to be baggy and long because you are not here to get a boyfriend. You're here to go to school or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, but there were so many girls that would get the tighter shorts and the more fitted shirt and the this and that. And my mother wouldn't let me do those things. And this is not a bash on my mother. I, I agree with you, mom. You should not have let me do those things. But when I was in like seventh grade, I was the only girl that wasn't allowed to do that. So I did look a little frumpier at school and (laughs) I did. And it was, I was embarrassed. And I remember one girl (laughs) coming up to me and this was in the lunch line. You know, we're all waiting to put our pin number in. Mine was uh, 4112, still remember. And we're waiting the lunch line, and this girl comes up to me. And I remember she was eating a lollipop, and she's, like, smacking on this lollipop. And she's like, you need to get smaller shorts. And just walked away. I was like, thank you for telling me that. Like, I hadn't already known, and I wasn't self-conscious about it enough. And uh, I just I hated that, and I remember... Uh, towards the end of sixth grade was when girls started wearing makeup and my mom let me wear makeup. Um, but you know, she bought me my makeup. So it wasn't like she was going to be 
buying me all this crazy stuff so that I could make myself look like a fool. But I still managed to do it anyways, somehow. And she didn't say anything. Like, there was just one day where I was like, you know what? I'm going to put eyeliner, like crayon eyeliner on my water lines. And Kyle, this means nothing to you. But all over my water lines, and I'm not going to put mascara on. I looked like... I don't know. I looked like Green Day. I looked ridiculous. You know how like they wear all the yeah, the the I, like eyeliner makeup. I looked ridiculous, yeah. and I just I remember a girl saying to me, like, "Do you want to borrow my mascara?" I'm like, <gasps> "No, I mean for it to look this way." And it's just so embarrassing. And I'm cringing right now, and I'm looking away from Kyle because I'm still so embarrassed about it. <laughs> and the thing with the hair, I remember because right now I keep my hair in a. Uh, short style like a precision bob even all around haircut which I really like I got married that way I mean my wedding photos were bomb I looked great <laughs> if you so, do say so if I yourself. do say so myself oh gosh I looked gorgeous so I don't regret it at all I love my short hair but I know how to keep it in a certain way now mm-hmm. um, but in middle school the cool thing was to grow your hair as long as you could and if that meant dead ends, it meant dead ends. Bring them on. When I look back at my pictures, I, like, my mom, of course, suggested haircuts. She was like, oh, I think she got your hair cut. And I was like, no, no, I'm not doing that. I wish my mom just would have grabbed me by my hair, because she could have, <laughs> and dragged me to the salon and just was like, I'm paying for it, so you're doing it. You know, just, just do it. Because I looked like I had hay on my head. It was so dry because... I wouldn't cut off the dead ends, and I, oh gosh, I just look like a fool, and. Well, you look great now. Ugh. Part of and part of as we've talked Thanks. about these stories this week is, yeah, this is all cringy, and you look back and you're like, what was I thinking? But I feel like without this, without like the experimenting and trying to figure out yourself, you don't get to this end point. So no. it's it's a it's a necessary thing that everyone's got to go through is that awkward middle school phase where you think you look great until you look back and realize that shoulder pads were not in. Or those um, <laughs> ladies, you'll know what I'm talking about. Those uh, this was more uh, let's say fourth fifth grade for me, but the plaid cargo shorts with the plaid design on them, and then you would wear a uh, what was the t-shirt with the monkey on it? I have no idea. Okay, you won't know, but girls will know the. Gosh, the monkey, the like sock monkey face. Oh, I know what you're talking Someone about. Someone email me the name of this. I don't want to look it up because I want you guys to email us. Someone email me what that brand was. The, the I know exactly what you're talking the about. The monkey face. It was so popular. I look back now, looks like a fool. You looked did. Like a complete that fool. That you did. And the other thing I did was the braces because I got braces in seventh grade. I got them off right before I started high school. Thank goodness. Why didn't I just get clear braces? I had the option. I had the option, but I was like, I'm going to get I never blue. got the option. And and then I was like, you know what? It's Christmas time. I'm going to get red. Why did I have to do that? <laughs> and then St. Patrick's Day comes around. Oh, yeah, let's green? get green. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, then what was, oh, Halloween. Let's get orange. It looks ridiculous. It looks I never ridiculous. got the rubber bands. I was really, that that was like the one thing I was looking forward to when I got braces because, you know, people I knew, my friends that I knew had the rubber bands, different colors. I never got them. I just had this straight metal. So I looked ridiculous. I think that would have been better for me. You know what? Looking back, I do think that I lucked out not having the rubber bands. Yeah. Well, oh well. 
All right, so what do I have for my next story? Let's see. Do, oh, stories, more just topics. More just topics. So I also remember specifically that uh, sixth grade was the first time that I started to have, like, interest in girls. I wouldn't say feelings yet, but I'd say, like, interest. Like, kind of going with the wanting to look cool, wanting to have the right haircut. Because you felt like you were supposed to. Partially, yeah. I mean, because in sixth grade, like, that was the time when when students and, you know, my friends started, quote-unquote, dating. Like, they said they were dating. Like, whereas before it was yeah. like, you know, it'd be like, Johnny has a crush on Susie. Ooh. Yeah, it's like, no, I don't. No, yeah. I don't. And now it's like, yo, I think Susie's hot. I'm going to ask her out. And then I told Sixth you this. Sixth grade? Yeah. Yeah. And I told you this in the car oh. on our way down. Like, dating, quote unquote, in my middle school was like, you sat together at lunch and maybe you went to the movies together. Oh, it was no, wow. yeah, it was seeing each other outside of school. That's big. I yeah, didn't do that. I can remember. I have a specific memory of a friend telling me, like when we were in seventh or eighth grade, being like, "Yeah, I know that people like date in middle school, but like in high school, you actually date. Where like you have to meet each other's parents and go over to each other's houses, mm-hmm. and that was like Tough. that Tough. was big news. Being like." What? It's Boys just... wouldn't come near me with a 10-foot pole in high school, so I can't say I know the feeling or the I have the experience, but go on. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't really have many stories in this. I just remember it being, like, that being kind of the reason behind wanting to, you know, have the cool guy hair, the cool outfits. Um, and it's also kind of, like, what drove my personality. Um just of, you know, wanting to be cool and fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of connects to my next topic, which I'm going to preface this with, I had a great childhood. I don't, like, Uh-oh. look back on anything of, like, oh, woe is me. I had the worst life. Like, it's not true. I had a great childhood, great friends. But, you know, bullying is something that happens in middle school, and I think it's something that we can all relate to, whether we've been through it ourselves or not. Um, and it was something I experienced a little bit, um, just to kind of put into some context, I moved to the town where I gra- ended up graduating high school when I was in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. So I came in in fourth grade then stayed in that town all the way through high school. My parents are still there now. Um, and I mean, looking back, like fourth grade is kind of an awkward time to move because it's like it's you're young enough where don't talk about. Awkward times to move. Yeah, I know. Me. I don't. I know. I don't have any. I moved between my sophomore and junior year of high school. As I said, I realize that I don't Goodness. really. I don't really give you any competition, but um, yeah, just moving in that time is like you're young enough where you're still gonna find your group of friends, but old enough where there's still that like, oh, who's the weird yeah. kid that just got here? And when I moved in in that age, those first few years I was there, I was like fourth through sixth grade. I was a quieter kid. Um, and I rode the bus to school every day and my thing that's always kind of been my way to like calm myself down or like relax is reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a specific memory. I keep saying I have a specific memory I have a specific thing, whatever. I have a memory of when I was in middle school, um, or maybe late elementary school, I was reading the sixth Harry Potter, bu- uh, book mm-hmm. on the bus and Loretta has been watching the Harry Potter movies with me for the first time and doesn't 
know how it ends, so I'm not going to yeah. give any spoilers, but it's I'll no say... no Twilight, but uh, yeah. it's oh, all right. Yeah. All right, so giving no spoilers, a uh, character I really cared about dies in the sixth book. And, cool. yeah. So, me being the nerdy little kid that I was... I got a little emotional. All on right, the bus. I'm sorry. I would have bullied you too. I Come know. On. All right. So you I didn't, cried. Did you I, cry on the bus? Are you bullying me now? <laughs> we're, we're having a serious talk about how bullying right, is right. not okay. And you're right, bullying. Right. You're my wife, and you're bullying me now. You cried on the bus. I didn't. Reading a freaking book. I didn't cry, but I did get like I was just shedding like shedding a single tear. I think is worse. <laughs> I think that's worse than silent tear. Right, well, on, anyway, so I have this memory of getting upset, and then a little Loretta Norton comes <laughs> around and bullies me, and just making fun of me, and that, like, that, it was never, like, a repeated thing, so it was just, a, like, a, a one or two time thing where I'd, like, get teased about something, yeah. but those little memories, like, those little incidents that happen, I would retreat back and be like, all right, I'm going to go back into my shell. I'm not going to, I'm going to keep to myself. Um, and it'd be little things again like that the next couple of years. Like it was never anything that was super serious. Like it was never like, you know, any, never anything physical, never anything that was like truly harmful, but it was things like, you know, the popular kids in my grade being like, look at that, like group of nerds over there. Like those kids are a bunch of losers. And like, yeah. Like I said, the lunch table is a big deal in middle school. And it was like, oh yeah, it was always said, like, my table was like the weirdo table. Because, you know, we would talk about yeah. freaking, the stuff that we would talk about, like Star Wars, Marvel, when that was just starting. Like, all that stuff, oh, yeah. totally acceptable to talk about now. Like, every cool kid watches that. But when it was getting started, it was like, we're the loser yeah. kids that talked about that. So it was never anything that was, like, truly harmful but it was stuff that made me want to stay in my shell more. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, as because I had a good group of friends, like I said, we were all kind of in that together, like being that group yeah. of losers. Because I had that group of friends, I was totally fine. And I was able to, you know, connect with these kids and have this close-knit group that made me more comfortable to be myself. And in that, I really started to come out of my shell seventh and especially eighth grade where I, because I had my friends and I knew they had my back, I was like, okay, I can be that nerdy kid that talks about Star Wars all the time. Or I can be that funny kid that mentions a Iron Man comic that he read or whatever, whatever yeah. it was. And I also had really, really supportive teachers. Like I, I loved my, we had team teachers in middle school. So yeah. I had the same uh, team for seventh and eighth grade. And I love them. They really encouraged me to come out of my shell my last year of middle school. So when I went into high school, I was totally comfortable with who I was. And that really, in turn, like, led me to being comfortable in bands and being comfortable, yeah. you know, doing whatever. I somehow got, I mean, I got through all of high school unscathed by bullying somehow, being in the marching band for all four years. You know, that's, I feel like everyone in, in band, there's a reason that band does attract um, you know, a unique crowd. It's at my, uh, high school band director, my second high school. He's awesome. He said, um, when I got to this new school, I had just moved. I had obviously no friends, didn't know a soul. And, you know, I, my parents are walking me through a tour of this school and, um, 
they walked me over to the band director's room and he said, oh yeah, like welcome to the land of the freaks and geeks and we're happy to have you and this is going to be great and you're going to go to band camp in two weeks and go to, basically he was like, you're going to go to sleepaway camp with 50 kids you don't know in a couple of weeks. He's like, you're going to come back with friends, I promise. It's all going to be fine. And I did. And I, I didn't pursue sports at the second high school. Part of the reason I pursued sports at my first high school is because my first high school had a really ugly um, culture of, you know, let's make fun of the band geeks. And my second high school didn't really have that, thankfully. But the only reason I think I didn't get bullied at my first high school was because when I was a freshman in the marching band, I was also running varsity cross country, which, um, you know, the popular girls did cross country. And I got in with that and I was good enough to run with the older girls. And, um, you know, that helped me. And I also had a brother and sister who were both seniors at this high school. And that gave me some like street cred a little bit. So I kind of I somehow, I say somehow, for all those reasons, I got through high school without getting bullied for being in band, which is sad, but it happens, and, um, you know, it's just something that people unfortunately have to deal with, but when I was in middle school, I never got bullied in middle school. Um, you know, there were definitely times I felt uncomfortable or awkward about something and maybe hid something from people because I didn't want them to think I was weird or whatever, but I never got bullied in middle school. And I would say, you know, I, I was not a bully in middle school. There is one thing I did that I am just so not proud of, though, and I'll share that story with you in a second. But, you know, my parents always, like, made sure, like, you know, to tell us, you sit with that kid that is alone. You say yeah. hi to the new kid. You, you be that person. If you see someone sitting by themselves... I don't care how cool you want to look that day, you go sit with them. And and I, I always had that in my mind. And I did take that seriously. As hard as it was sometimes, I do remember in middle school a handful of times where we had a new student or or just someone was sitting by themselves because they, they got made fun of for something that day. I would make sure to say, like, hey, why don't you come sit with us today? Or, like, I'm going to sit here with you. Is that okay? I, I did make sure to do those things, mostly because I had my mother I think screaming I know where the in my ear. Going now. Um, <laughs> it's Okay, I guess I have two stories. It's not the one you're thinking. But okay. <laughs> the, the first one is pretty harmless. Uh, but I do remember, you know, like, or if someone was getting made fun of, I think sometimes I was a bad bystander. Like, I, I, I would know sometimes I was stand there when someone was getting made fun of. I would not partake, but sometimes I was too afraid to say something because I didn't want to get made fun of, too. But I do remember there was one time... This was so mean. We, we would play this game in middle school. And maybe kids still do it now. This is I, horrible. It's a horrible game. Like, if if you are 23 to 27, I'm going to guess you've played this game before in middle school. Where you're sitting at lunch with your friends and someone says, put your hand in the middle if blank. And everyone puts their hand in the middle or doesn't. And, for example, someone might say, put your hand in the middle if you've ever been to Disney World. And, you know, that's a big deal. So, you know, some of you put your hand in. Put your hand in the middle if you've ever had a sleepover, hand in the middle. Okay, big things in middle school. There was one time, I'm sitting at my lunch table with um, this girl, and this girl starting in about fifth grade, she started to really struggle with acne at a very young age. And that's so sad because that, you know. It's out of your control, out, Well, A, girl. out of your control. I can't imagine what that does to your confidence at such a young age like that when you struggle with something like that. And, you know, so it was probably at its peak at this point. She was really struggling with it. And this boy goes, and the, we'll call the girl Sally. Okay, that's what we've been doing. We'll call the girl Sally. This boy goes, it's not fun. I mean, okay. 
It's horrible. It's it's I'm horrible. laughing at how horrible. He says, everyone put your hand in the middle if you think Sally has a pizza face. And every, I didn't. Everyone puts their hand in the middle so quickly. <sighs> and I, I remember saying something like, everyone put your hand in the middle if you think what you know, Johnny said is stupid. And I, I was the only one to put my hand in the middle, but it was so mean. I have like, I'm, I'm nearing so like an anxiety mean. attack for this poor girl uh, now, okay. all these years later. So I'm going to tell one story that I'm seriously ashamed of, um, when I was a bully. And then I'm going to tell a story where I was kind of a bully, but it's more of a funny story that isn't so serious. So I'll tell the, the bad one first, bad news first, good later. Right. So, and I'll, I'll this end so with a story with me getting picked on, just so we know that we're not just one bully in this group. Of you getting picked on? <laughs> yeah. That doesn't help. Yeah. We need a story of you being a bad person. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay, I'm not a bad person. I did this one bad thing. I was in, gosh, I was in seventh grade. All right, so we're running out of time. We really don't like to go over the hour, so I'm going to tell this quickly. So, I'm in seventh grade. Um, I, had a, I had a really nice group of friends in middle school, good girlfriends, and... We get wind that this girl, who is not the most popular, has a crush on this boy. So let's call, again, we'll call the girl Sally, the boy Johnny. So we find out that poor, slightly unpopular Sally has a crush on Johnny. Johnny is also somewhat unpopular, but Johnny was on the rise. I'm going to throw up. This is so mean. And the (laughs) Valentine's Day dance is coming up. So I... My friends and I decided to be just hilarious, which it's not funny. This is so mean, and I'm so mad at myself still that I did this because it's disgusting. It's horrible behavior. My friends and I decide, ooh, let's write a fake note to Johnny from Sally asking him to the Valentine's Day dance. Okay? Oh, oh, no, no. No, I get this wrong. I get this wrong. We decide we're going to write a note from Johnny to Sally saying, like, hey, Sally, I would love it if you'd be my date to the Valentine's Day dance. I'll meet you there at 7 under the arch or whatever. Okay? So we write this. I wrote it. I'm still ashamed. I write this horrific note. I remember I used my left hand so that the writing would be bad and no one would recognize it. And it literally says something like, Dear Sally, I have had a crush on you for so long. I don't know if you feel the same way. I would love it if you would go with me to the Valentine's Day dance on Friday. Um, If you want to say yes to this note, just meet me under the arch at 7 outside of the cafeteria. Something like that. We put it in her locker. She gets this note. She's elated. She's telling all the girls, I'm going to the dance with Johnny. I'm going to the dance with Johnny. She's so excited. Loretta. She gets to the dance and he, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Breaks her heart. And I did that. And I, I am so, oh my gosh. I'm like, that's horrible. It's a horrible thing. That's to the do. worst thing you've ever done. It is. I really think it is. And I'm not saying that to be funny. Like that's actually a horrible thing that I did. And I, and I know it was seventh grade. It was middle school. And this girl is just fine. Like she's, you know thriving she's got a great job she's you know I think she's living in like California now but I just still think about that and I'm like that's one of the meanest things I've ever done and I say that because there was no other purpose from that action other than to just be straight up mean Mm. which is what makes me the most mad at myself that I did that purely to be mean the other thing (laughs) I did (laughs) The other thing I did that was bullying was not to be mean. It was to gain something myself. So it's still bad, 
but not as mean-spirited. Okay, I'm going to tell the story quickly. This is a, I think this has got to be the last thing Yeah, I'll said. save my story All for right. another time. So, oh my gosh, it was the same girl, too. Loretta. No, it was. But this was in fourth grade. So there were three years in between these actions. So oh, my God. I'm in fourth grade. Webkins is booming in fourth grade. It I, need is to, the I need hot, to stand up. No, Webkins is the hot thing in fourth grade. All right, this is, what year is this? Uh, like 20, 2008? 2007, 2008. Webkins is hot. Everyone's, Webkins are flying off the shelves, Kyle. And if you don't know what Webkins is, you buy a stuffed animal. It comes with a, a code to unlock this virtual world where your stuffed animal walks around. You buy it clothes and I had buy Webkins. It a house. They were awesome. You had Webkins? Yeah, I had Webkins. Okay, anyways, moving on. So all the girls are talking about how much Kins cash they have, which is the money in the Webkins world that you use to buy food, like cute clothes for your pet, all this stuff. So I, I don't know what's wrong with me. So starting in fourth grade was when we had to like have an email account for school for certain things. I can't remember exactly what, but just to have accounts for things like, you know, math programs and reading programs and stuff. So all of the emails we have are like the same uh, username. It's, you know, the first letter of your first name and then your last name at whatever the website was dot com. So I know this girl's email, Sally. I know her email already, which is the username for your Webkins account. I know her email. I don't know how I did it. I tricked her into giving me, into having her give me her password. That night, Kyle, I logged on to that girl's Webkins account and I destroyed her <laughs> Webkins world. I, because you can gift Kins Cash, I gifted all her Kins Cash to me. Her pets starved. I spent, you can sell your things on Webkins. I sold her house. I sold the clothes. I sold the food. Might have even sold one of her Webkins. I don't even know. I, and I gave it all to myself as a gift. And she can't see that. So she somehow didn't know. So she comes to school the next day, like, my Webkins world is destroyed. I don't know what happened. My, my pets are starving and, and my house is gone and this and that. And I'm sitting there like, oh, that's a real shame. And I'm like rolling in Kins cash. I just bought my pet a new TV. So bad. So that wasn't necessarily to be mean. It was just that I was really competitive on Webkins. Not saying it makes it okay. But, um, I think you should issue a formal apology, not using her name, because this is horrible. Okay, Sally, I am sorry about the love letter. That was horrendous of me. Gotta say, though, the Kins Cash, that was a good deal. Oh that was God. a good, good deal. So what we learned today is sometimes you don't learn from your mistakes, and you're just a, you're just a bad person. I learned from the really bad one. I'm not saying what I did was right, but you know what? I was out there hustling. I was, you know, even in fourth grade, I was like, you know what? I want this. I'm going to go get it. I think you've said before, and I'll confirm now, you would have bullied me in middle school. I don't think so. I think you would have. I think you would have playfully bullied me. I'm not saying, again, not saying this is right. If I saw you shedding a single tear on the bus reading Harry Potter, you bet your sweet apples I would (laughs) have. We can't curse on the show, so I got to come up with other things to say. You bet I would have said something. I would have, I don't know what I would have done. I probably would have swiped the book out of your hand so you lost your page and then given it back. You know what's, what's awful too? What? And I'll, this is where I'll end, is I had warts on my hands when I was a kid. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for telling me. And, and everyone. You can see, yeah, you can see some like scars on my fingers from where I had them very okay. faintly. Uh, but one time 
these kids told me they because like people knew that I had them, but I used to hide it all the time. Yeah. Oh, kids sad. knew that I had these warts. <laughs> this is horrible. These warts on my fingers, and one kid offered me five bucks to show me to show him my hands, and I remember. I sh- it was like right before my stop for the bus. He's like, come on, we'll give you five bucks. He'd been harassing me about it for like 10 minutes. Like, fine. And I showed him my hands and the bus stopped and the door opened for my stop. I said, give me the money. And he said, I'll throw it off the bus. For, like, I'll throw it out the window for you to get it. And I got off and he like faked a throw through the window. And I <laughs> thought I saw something fall off the bus. So I searched in the street for $5, oh. but he didn't, sh- it didn't, he didn't really throw it. Yeah, of course he wasn't giving you $5. Well, I showed my warts for nothing. Okay, I think all this show has um, confirmed is that I'm a horrible person, and Kyle is a saint, and I'm just I'm just the big fat bully over well, here. Well, that's what makes us such a great pair, is that we got one of each. So, right. thank you again for listening. Apologies for going a little over our one-hour mark today, but we covered a lot of fun stuff. Um, as um, a reminder, our Gmail, if you have stories, I got it, I can spell it. go for our it. Our Gmail is m-r-a-n-d-m-r-s-v-p-o-d at gmail.com. And we were going to try and give you our topic of discussion next week so that you could send in stories relating to that, but... I think it works better to... We were lazy. So if you have... Let's do this. If you have cringy middle school stories that you'd like to share, send them to us. We will read them at the beginning of the show next time. And please remember to uh, rate, follow, subscribe, all that. The ratings really help. Um, And feel free to share our podcast on any social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, whatever. Get it out there. We're totally fine with it. Our friend in Germany, show yourself. Let's do it. We want to know who who you are. are. All right. Thank you all. See you next week.